0: You're listening to the fyi podcast where we talk about all things faith life adulting relationships finances your life as a young adult in following jesus and what it means to be a christ follower in 2023 as a young adult this In every episode, we unpack a question that you have that you're actually asking. And I'm Josiah Keneally.
1: And I'm Mike Keneally. And we just want to say we hope that you are ending your week strong and starting your weekend even stronger. So we have new episodes that air every single Friday. So thank you for sharing, rating, reviewing, subscribing. And ultimately submitting the questions that you were wrestling with because there's adult adulting and then you realize that there's extreme adulting on some levels right and we just want to not only celebrate you and what god is doing but we also want to celebrate what he's doing through the podcast because josiah what is happening today or and or this month
0: fyi is turning one
1: Woo! Same. 1 years old.
0: It's incredible. So this is episode number 52. Huge accomplishment and we would not be on this journey without you mm-hmm. as the listener, journeying together with us, asking great questions, sharing this content with some friends who maybe have the same questions or need encouragement. Mm-hmm. And um we love you guys. We love doing this together. It's been an exciting journey. Can you believe it's already been a year?
1: Yes and no. I mean, it's been a wow. wild journey, but we just want to say thank you so much because not only have we turned one, but about a month and a half ago, by the end of the 2022, we received an email saying that this podcast is in the top 5% of the world through Spotify Normally. and Reaching over 60 countries.
0: It's incredible. So,
1: there are some amazing people tuning in, and I pray that you are encouraged. I pray that you're inspired. And we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and just letting us be a part of your hopefully your week and letting God be a part of your every day. So, We have an amazing question though today, Josiah, and what in the world is this question?
0: This question is on relationships. It's February as we launched this episode, talking about relationships and singleness, dating, sex, marriage, Mm -hmm. God's plan for all of it. And this question is specifically geared towards relationships Mm -hmm. um, that are romantic. And how do I communicate in a relationship?
1: cool that is a great question
0: i think a great place to start is proverbs 18 21 verse of the day talking about Mm. the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit and we found this to be true whether we were in in every relationship honestly yeah one of my goals in 2023 is to become a better communicator in listening in podcasting, in our marriage, in preaching the gospel and proclaiming it, but just to become a better communicator. Mm-hmm. And we've found it that people that you're closest to have the most potential to encourage you and bless you and bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And also we've all experienced it too, right? Words that hurt or sting mm-hmm. and the relationships of people that we let close to us also have the potential to bring discouragement yeah, or hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to shed some light on this conversation today to know that communication is key. Many young adults say like, Hey, like what do I need to learn about marriage before I get there? Become a good communicator in your singleness, meaning you have the ability to identify your feeling, your emotion and articulate it in a way that is loving. It is authentic. It is real and it is transparent. I mean, those are all things that I think we can all appreciate. Even if we're a bad communicator, I think we can all appreciate those things and the ability just to recognize like, wow, if I can be a good communicator in my singleness, I will just become a better communicator in marriage because when you get married or you're in a relationship, you will realize that the words you say carry weight and they carry merit and they can either bring somebody up or tear somebody down. And we don't use words to destroy people. We want to use words to encourage people.
0: And I love Ephesians 429. It talks about, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but mm. only what is good to build up, to mm-hmm. edify, to encourage those who listen. It's also not only our words, but Albert uh, Mirabian, a researcher of body language who first broke down the components of a face-to-face conversation. His estimation and research found that verbal communication was a small part but nonverbal was fifty-five percent.
1: Mm-hmm, I believe it.
0: Thirty-eight percent vocal and seven percent words only. Wow! Isn't it crazy how mm-hmm. your body tells your emotion? It's hard, and even with text messages or emails, sometimes we—it's hard to when that nonverbal element is mm-hmm. missing it's like well i read the email but do they mean this this or this were they angry or does an Exciting. emoji help does it <laughs> does it gif does that carry the just like communication is big and it's difficult mm-hmm. to exaggerate the power that communication yeah. has the the weight that our words carry mm-hmm. and it's in the top five most important values for couples wow. if you remember the hand that we talked about yeah. in a previous episode like we had talked about the middle finger, not saying that flip people off, but the middle finger can can represent in the top five areas of things to look mm-hmm. for in a future spouse. Communication <clears> is right. in that. And even after you get mm-hmm. married and here's a fun example, money. Oh yeah. Finances, right? Like the number one thing that couples need is the ability to communicate but also money is the number one thing that people disagree on, or it brings mm-hmm. the most tension in marriage. Mm-hmm. If they study <laughs> divorce rates, the number one fights that married couples have is about money. Well, communication, whether it's about money or your feelings or your calendar, um, the communication or lack thereof is critical.
1: Yeah. I think some just practical things we're gonna unpack. We have four right here that we're just gonna share some just some things that we've experienced not that these need to be the end all be all but just keeping in mind <clears throat> when you're single or married and you're understanding the ability to communicate i would say begin to ask better questions don't ask closed end questions ask open ended questions so even like what was your favorite part of the day not did you have a good day That's a yes or no.
0: Exactly. So yes or no, that's a close. Close, yeah. And and if you add what to it or how was your day, Mm -hmm. that opens it up.
1: Or yeah, what was the favorite part of your day? And just having those conversations around the dinner table or on a date night, whatever that is, it looks like. And to realize why do we ask questions to begin with? Because none of us are mind readers.
0: It's so good.
1: Okay. So if you know anything about me and Josiah yet, if the last 52 episodes haven't told you. How we communicate or how we function, or a little bit about our quirks, or whatever, is that like I'm a very upfront communicator. I am just very I'm like, this is how I feel, this is why I feel it, and this is how we can resolve it.
0: You, you verbally process.
1: Yeah. So I'm definitely the verbal processor. And I remember just dating Josiah and just even early on in our marriage, is like, you need to tell me what you want because I am not, I'm not a mind reader are you upset? Are you happy? Like, I can't ask you a zillion questions to get to what you could share in one sentence. Mm -hmm. And I think when we learn how to communicate better and recognize that we are not mind readers, because if, if Josiah has the assumption or just thinks that I know what he wants, needs, desires, or whatever, he's putting an expectation on me or vice versa. But in this situation, I'll say, I expect him to communicate. His expectation could be for me to fill in the blank. And when we set those expectations for others, and then we look at where they're functioning, there's this gap, right? And this gap mm-hmm. can I call it the gap of resentment.
0: Sure. It's
1: a it's a frustration it can cause, it can cause resentment and in all these different things. And it can be from what do you want to, for supper? do we have anything planned for our anniversary? Where would you want to go when Who you're your aspirations? Yeah. yeah. Who are our friends? How do we spend our time? Like when that gap is not close, which we want expectations
0: to meet reality
1: and reality, when they do collide, this is good communication and a healthier marriage. Mm-hmm. But when that gap gets bigger, there's resentment, there's frustration, there's shutting down. I'm the external verbal communicator, which means, Josiah, what are you? <laughs>
0: I process, I'm process. i very extroverted and I love people, but I process um, a little bit more internally. Mm-hmm. My closest friends would say that I'm a person of few words, which you may or may not agree based on how much I've shared on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I can't talk or I don't have thoughts or feelings or opinions, but I really measure my words. And even an episode like this, Micah could go off the cuff a little bit more and talk about communicating in a relationship. And I'm con- probably going to bring the four points because if we just have a microphone, I might have an answer, but it, it helps me to prepare and, and think about what I'm going to say. Some, I've heard it said like this, some people think to talk. And that's me. And some people talk to think, and that's a little bit more of Micah.
1: That may be true.
0: And the next idea, when it comes to practical tips, we had talked about, nobody's a mind reader. Some people mm-hmm. process internally and externally. I think this third one mm-hmm. is agreeing on a time to communicate.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're married, right? Yeah. You're yeah. having big combos.
0: You might even be dating or, or with your friends, but, um, especially in a marriage piece or future marriage, if that's something you desire, this is something to think about. Like Carrie Newhoff asked us one time, he said like, when are you at your best? Mm-hmm. And Mike is like, well, I'm a morning person. So right away in the morning, best energy, most creative, most productive. Yep. And I'm like late at night, um, you know? And and so we couldn't be more opposite yeah. in that regard. Yeah. And so when we were first, when we first got married, We had never lived together. So we're learning how to live together. Mm And we were renting an apartment. And I'll never forget, Micah, you were like, don't talk to me after 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I took it so literally, like Amelia Bedelia. Mm -hmm. And you were referencing like, hey, if we need to research where to repair our car you might have 20 internet browsers open and you might've researched that late at night. You might wanna have that conversation late at night, but that's best maybe let's compromise in the afternoon or in the morning sometime once you've woken up because after 10 p.m., you just felt like maybe you're more groggy, whereas like 6 a.m., I'm pretty groggy. Mm -hmm. And so we couldn't be more polar opposite, but it was so hilarious. One day, I remember you had asked us, me like, hey, how come you never talk to me at night?
1: Like, what's your problem? Are, are you mad? Like, what is your deal?
0: And I was like, you said the thing about 10 PM and it's like 10 8. So.
1: I and, sh- and 10 PM for me, I'll just speak into this because 10 PM for me is like, when my brain's shutting down, I know I want to be in my pajamas. I'm winding down for the night. I want, might want to be in bed by 9:30. It kind of depends on the day, you know? So at, after 10 PM, like I didn't want to make big decisions early on in our marriage, or maybe even now of like, where are we going to go on on a vacation? Should we buy plane tickets now? Um, we need a, refri- a refrigerator. Should we buy one tonight? Oh, we have to do X, Y, and Z. Like
0: or or what I'm notorious for. What do you think about this? I got this dream. I got this idea. I got this. I'm the creative juices are flowing. Let's talk.
1: Yeah. So he wants to talk from like ten to one, and by that time, I I become the less. Filtered version of Micah, and that's when I can say things that are more direct, probably than normal, a little more aggressive, or may come across as I don't care. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I don't want to. I don't want to come across as those things. I do want to have a clear mind, a fresh um, ability to discern whether or not we should do something, or maybe the approach of how we should do it. And it's not that I don't care. So when I said 10 p.m., it was more or less like even if we have to work on something in our marriage let's not open up a box of, or a can of worms or open up a conversation that's going to not be done by the time we're ready for bed. Yep. So when he literally thought that I was like, what is this guy's problem? Like who in the world did I marry? Like, are you kidding me? So then when he was like, well, you told me not to talk to you past 10. I'm like,
0: uh... I thought it was the weirdest request, but I'm like, Hey, You asked it. Here we go. So
1: we sort of come to an alignment of just like, okay, this is what I meant. This is how you interpret it. But this is where we're going to land. Like, you can still talk to me. It's just more or less, let's not make life decisions when it comes to our relationship with each other, with others, finances, and that kind of stuff. So.
0: And here's the fourth one. We Mm -hmm. believe what Proverbs says when it talks about there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And what we've discovered as a principle is that if you ask a question, you get an answer. Mm-hmm. If you make an accusation at best, you get an apology, but usually mm-hmm. you get a defense wall. Mm-hmm. And in communication, this is true in all of our relationships. Yeah. And couldn't we, we couldn't have found it to be more true in marriage that if Micah's bothered by where I leave something out or shoes, I, she could say, why do you put this here? Tell me about that versus you know one of us is going to be crushed if if she's like stop putting your shoes here or you're you're a slap you're a mess like um and and you can just see it with a silly example of shoes but it could be um dishes it could be for me, sometimes it's it's hard enough to track where things are that I put, let alone where other people that I live with, namely Micah and the girls, where one of them might have put something. And so I could be frustrated and say, where did you put this? Which is a semi-question versus accusation versus could you help me find this? <laughs> or have you seen?
1: A daily occurrence in our home, especially with two little
0: phone oh to it's, too, it's it.
1: too little too where they see anything remotes well that's just about 10 remotes in the house for one television i swear but yeah so communication is key and one thing that we learn in marriage mentoring Josiah we looking at to end on this is to when we communicate with each other is to never use the word <laughs> never or always actually yep. so when you say you never the dishes you you are never on time or you're always leaving your stuff around or whatever it is we try to avoid those two questions because it's it can be very it it can be very hurtful it can feel like one's getting steamrolled over or one is not i don't know participating or are measuring up to the expectations that we have placed on that other person and that is not always fair so when you look at the way that we communicate we want to do it through the lens of love appreciation And not guilt trip each other and not um, tiptoe around the issue, but directly ask, like, if one of us comes to each other with a problem or what we view as a potential issue or problem, we need to bring the solution. And I think when we do that, it's like if we're going to use the shoes, for example, and they say, Josiah, why do you always leave 10 pairs of shoes by the door? Oh, that's how I grew up. This is how our house was structured, yada, yada. Oh, that helps me. Okay, what if we utilize this closet and have X, Y, and Z set up? So I brought forth an annoyance of mine or a concern of mine. And maybe petty and silly used to use that as an example, but I brought the solution and then we exactly. we agreed on it and then we utilized whatever that is. Yeah. So just realizing like communication is it's not one person winning, it's not one person only being heard, it's about coming to agreement, asking good questions. And this is more probably the problem-solving resolution side of things that we're kind of ending on, but communication is key. And if you can't communicate in singleness, dating or engagement, marriage is going to be like pulling teeth for one of you um in the process so
0: the most helpful thing i learned in growing to be a better communicator thus far was in grad school took a class where we talked about active listening mm. and in active listening it's it's like this michael what i heard you say about the shoes is this did i catch that right mm-hmm. it's even tracking by saying wow or nodding your head the nonverbals of Um, communication like being an active and attentive listener versus a digitally distracted individual right and and that's the temptation that all of us have or it's so helpful when you validate emotions and that's what active Mm -hmm. listening allows us to do is feel heard feel seen feel known feel loved and the invitation for all of us Is a promise that james the half-brother of jesus says in chapter 4 verse 8 of his book Mm. he says draw near to god and he will draw near to you and that's the invitation for all of us is that whether you're starting your relationship with god um, or wanting to draw closer take that next step closer to jesus today you're listening to the fyi podcast